Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. everybody it's wandering in the word for sunday july 17th this is like midsummer don't say that don't say that at all i'm holding on to summer well for once this summer we are all in the same location (laughs) um so that's kind of fun and we are in the kitchen Mm -hmm. yes and just so happens there's a good reason we are in actually the gloria day kitchen in the basement down here Mm because we have a famous story I think it's There's famous. so many famous stories in Luke chapter 10. It's amazing. It's true. Mm-hmm. There really are. These so familiar characters. Um, yeah, midsummer, you know, people, you think if you're at like a dinner party, there's always some mm. folks who are sitting around chit-chatting yeah. and some who yeah. are getting Someone's stuff gotta done. Someone's got to be working. And they, you know, mm-hmm. say, oh, you're such a Mary or you're such a Martha. Yeah, quit being such a Martha. Yeah. <laughs> Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> Martha, Martha, Martha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, this is the story of Mary and Martha. So uh, who's going to read the gospel reading? I can do it. Cool. Thanks, Melissa. You're welcome. Uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, and there is one of only one, and there is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Yeah, I've heard this one before. Yes, ring a bell? It does, but I also think that this story gets oversimplified a lot, very often. And so I'm glad we're going to take a few minutes and kind of dig in and do some wondering and ask some questions to kind of look at, maybe this is slightly more complicated than it it comes across initially. Mm -hmm. You know, if we really start to put ourselves into this, like right in the room with them. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. So what's the simple reading of this? Like, don't do anything. Don't yeah. do anything. Just yeah. sit around. Yeah, and listen to Jesus. Listen That's to your Jesus. only job. Yeah, That's all you got to do. Forget no your morning work. chores. Just yes. do devotions. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Forget taking care of the things you need to do that day. Just sit mm-hmm. at the feet of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Always. That is kind of the simplified version, I guess, of this, right? Who's the good one in the story? Oh, Mary. Mary yeah, gets Martha sure. is bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. Martha's the, the no-no one, and Mary gets the gold star for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it was interesting is that, you know, <clears throat> Martha's the bad one, and actually you might make that case, but not because she was so busy, but maybe because she her communication wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Like, she is triangulating That's true. <laughs> Mary. What if she would have gone and just been like, um, excuse me, Mary, can you help me in the kitchen for a minute? Um, yeah. Let's just get this meal on and then we'll, we'll all sit down. Then we'll sit, all sit at Jesus' feet. Right. Listen, yeah. <laughs> and instead she's like, Jesus, <laughs> can you talk, talk to my sister? Helping. Yeah. Yeah, she does kind of come in as a little, I don't know if whiny is the right word, tattling a little yeah. bit maybe. Like uh, a little triangulation going on. Um, but it's interesting. That's not what Jesus kind of chides her for. Right. Not of char- double saying his name. I don't think her name is. Is that, is that a like, negative or is it just like really emphasizing like 
I want to tell you something, thing. Martha. Maybe. Yeah. Like pay attention. Listen. You listen. Yeah. Martha. You, you. Martha. Yeah. <laughs> Martha. Um, and he kind of names the, I mean, something that to me that like kind of hits home close to home, you know, like Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. Guilty as charged. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> I think all of us are. Um, and he says, you know, there's only need of one thing, and Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I think we can all be pretty, uh, I'll speak for myself, I'm <laughs> often guilty of being the Martha, of you know, running around trying to get everything done while missing the point of what we're doing anyways. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I mean, I confess, that, that is me often on a Sunday morning. Right. Um, you know, we are there to worship God and to like celebrate communion and to have fellowship with each other. And mm -hmm. I have the to-do list in the back of my mind, and I'm just like, go, 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 go. Right. The relationships um, end up taking even a backseat yeah. with with our community sometimes mm -hmm. because we have to tend to you know X, Y, and Z little tasky, tasky items. Yeah. You know. It's, we have communion set up. Are the candles lit? Where's my microphone? <laughs> yeah, I forgot the microphone again. Who's the reader? Yeah, who's yeah. the reader? Do oh, I, I have my robe? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it is easy to kind of get lost in the tasks rather than the, the yeah. relationships. The and purpose. to let them become a worry and a distraction instead of just like... In themselves, I don't think I don't think Martha's tasks were bad because if you think about this culture, it was so dependent on hospitality, and that mm -hmm. was like that was the rule of that culture. Like if someone comes to your home, they need water to wash their feet. They probably need a drink. You better get uh, food prepared. Maybe they're going to need a place to stay for the night, so you need to be thinking of you know blankets and bedding and that kind of thing. And that was I think understood mm -hmm. to be a good and necessary. Thing. And so I'm sure she had a long to-do list because at, at the beginning of our text says, now they went on their way. Like, how big of a crowd is this yeah, at the table? Yeah, that's a good question. Is this a party of four or a party of 14? Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't think that the tasks in themselves are bad, but that they have they've become outsized or they're not staying in their right place. They're a distraction. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that hospitality does, we're not going to read it, but our Old Testament reading in Genesis... Mm. Um, where the the visitors come to Abraham and Sarah, and he he shows hospitality to them, um, kind of in that same same vein. You know, it's important that you have visitors; you you take care of them. You know, right. They're they're kind of under your care. Otherwise, in the Middle East, you would just die if you yeah, traveled. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, you couldn't haul around a cooler, and yeah, they yeah. didn't have RVs and things, so yeah. um, to bring all their worldly possessions along with them. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, on the one hand, I can sympathize with Martha. For sure. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, and yes, it is important to, like, sit at the feet of Jesus. But it is, I think it is hard for us, especially in our Western culture, to, like, sympathize with, Mar or with Mary. Like, mm -hmm. like, no, you time is money. Like, if you're not <laughs> overly booked and busy, then you aren't, like, earning your <laughs> worth as a human, mm -hmm. you know? And that is so not necessary. <laughs> I don't think that's God's vision for no. how we exist as human beings. I don't think that's how we're created either. Right? We become um, human doings instead of human beings. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, yeah, it's, that good, that, it's the downside of that good, strong Protestant work ethic, you know, mm -hmm. of um, just work, you mm -hmm. know, 
working till you die or putting in the extra hours and all right. that stuff. And it's like, is that really what we're supposed yeah. to do? Is that is really it? abundant life that Jesus is talking about? Not that we shouldn't work, but like with most things, isn't there a balance? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Or at least a center. And when these things start yeah. to creep in and crowd out the center that we're trying yeah. to hold, which is Jesus. And I think, you know, you can tend to your spiritual relationship and spend time with Jesus while also, you know, getting your kids ready for school and, you know, doing dishes or, you know, what, whatever other kind of tasks you might be um, juggling day yeah. to day. Yeah. It is easy to miss the, you know, get get off the center. I mean, mm. So we're planning a wedding you are. in a couple of weeks. If, <laughs> okay. if Everyone's invited if you're listening to this, August 7th. But um, it is kind of funny. We'll catch ourselves like planning like minute details of, you know, where we're going to put the flowers. And, th- and that's all important things. And then, but sometimes it's like, yeah, but we just want to get married. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the point. Yeah. That is the center of this is like we want to get married. And whether there's a flower by the... the I just realized today we need to have a, a, a book to sign for people to Probably sign in. Be. But like whether that is ornately decorated or there's just like a spiral bound notebook for someone to sign it like yeah we'll still be married and Mm -hmm. that's the center right so it it is easy to to get kind of thrown off especially in the age of pinterest yeah like instagram the possibilities are endless yeah it does i mean you know we can kind of i think as maybe slightly older adults you know appreciate the the distance we can put in that but like yeah. especially for younger folks who've grown up like that that yeah. instagram culture that like mm-hmm. the fil- I don't there's a name for that I, I, it's, escaping. it's curated curated yeah. is probably another name or filters or something oh, filters. filters yeah filtered life um you know like it we distort it we make it just dis- yeah. everything's yeah. all great all the time and um that is not life you know right. and, uh, i don't know what that has to do with this but <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's my old man grump rant about social media for the day, I guess. <laughs> but, we don't um, get enough grumpy old man out of you. No. I think we should just embrace it. Just go or for it. Get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> well, anyways, you were talking a little bit about the spiritual life, um, Brandy. That makes me, I think that kind of leads well into our Colossians Ooh, reading, our yes. New Testament. Let's read it. Colossians right. chapter 1. This is verses 15 through 28. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He's the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who were once estranged and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his fleshly body through death, so as to present you holy and blameless and irreproachable before him, provided that you continue securely established and steadfast in the faith, without shifting from the hope promised by the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. I, Paul, became a servant of this gospel. I'm now rejoicing in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am completing what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church. I became its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, 
the mystery that has been hidden throughout the ages and generations, but has now been revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is he whom we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone in all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Wow. Well, some lofty, heady things there, I feel like. Seriously, we could just go a verse at a time and do 20 minutes and then move on to the next one. Well, I remember this is one of the, I think, one of two Christ hymns, what they call Christ hymns. Mm -hmm. Like they think like this first part, especially that's kind of talking about all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and Mm -hmm. um, that they... Some scholars think that might have been an old, an old hymn, an old song oh. that the early church sold, or or like a creed of some part, right. or both. Something um, kind of formulaic that yeah. would have been familiar as it kind of hit people's ears, you know, once they came back to it. Yeah. Which I mean, it is it is like you said, lofty. It's it's beautiful, and I think it's trying to capture kind of the the vastness of Christ's identity yeah. among us, and you know. I don't think it would serve us well to go phrase by phrase or verse by verse um, for, for that <laughs> for that reason I think that it's it's an attempt to capture in language something that we ultimately just can't really articulate or capture yeah. fully. Yeah, it's big. And, you know, as I was reading this the, that um, yesterday they released the the picture from the new telescope. Yes. Uh, I can't remember the name of that telescope, but it's like you know the the farthest into yeah. the cosmos that we have ever seen literally almost back to like because of light and all that stuff you know, like the beginning of time almost <laughs> we can that see is yeah like to hear him like describe this you know and that you know all these little specks of light we see are like either galaxies or like you know all these things kind of packed into one and it's just like then so to have that picture in your mind and then read that um, he himself is before all things and in him all things hold together yeah like whoa that is <laughs> mind-boggling <laughs> you know um yeah like you know i think that's one of the cool things about science like kind of in some ways the more we learn and the more we can like in some ways un- try to understand the world we live the more we realize we don't quite understand the way the right. world is but it like you know it, every time you zoom in on a microscope it's like the the life the mic mm-hmm. microbial and all this stuff and it's it's like that is all like God holds all of that mm-hmm. together, yeah. And it's like, wow, the infinitely huge and the like yeah. infinitesimally small. Yeah, yeah. What a what a range. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, and it is you know God, Christ here the, the that holds that all together. Um, and it makes you realize how much more connected we are than maybe yeah. we want to recognize. How much bigger God is than the kind of box that well, God only cares about. Mm these people who have the right beliefs or whatever like well i just feel like god is this just kind of blows god up like just wow so while you were explaining the telescope i was listening to you but i was also underlining (laughs) (laughs) i went through the first five verses and underlined the word all it appears seven times in five verses like seven all 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 and that is like that's the limitation of god like there isn't Mm. it's all it's everything and um as i was reading that i kept being all all like noticing that um, maybe that's a good good word for god yeah the Uh, the all the all Mm. um well you know i remember in seminary they talked about 
Well, this is, it's just kind of a common phrase, the cosmic Christ, mm. right? Uh, Richard Rohr talks a lot yeah. about the universal Christ, but um, in one of the places that you find it in scripture is here um, in verse 20, and through him, God, through him being Christ, God was pleased to reconcile to himself oh. all things, <laughs> whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his Christ. So uh, the blood of his cross. So like that idea that like, you know, Christ, death on that cross was like you know far bigger than just like it, and it was a moment in time and yet it like rippled out mm. to include all things whether in earth or in yeah. heaven and in heaven for them that would have just been like looking up and yeah. like the stars which are amazing like mm-hmm. but like you know now that with the the new pictures and images we have we realize wow like Significant. A, it is significant. Mm. <laughs> it is all Cosmically encompassing. significant. Um, I, I don't know. I really love that. I, I, I like um, having my view of God expanded rather than mm. shrunk. Yes. You know. We um, know why it, we feel more comfortable kind of contracting God, I think, so that we can grasp or control even in some cases. Yeah. God and God's identity. And um, that's not how it's supposed to go. That's no. Not the, that's not the way. Well, and you know, and it, it is human tendency, and sometimes the church, I think, has fallen into this trap of like trying to put up those walls and the definitions of who is in and who is out, and um, you know that. And we do get that sometimes in scripture. I mean, of like, you know, you have to do things right. Even later in this text, uh, Paul seems to kind of contradict himself a little bit <laughs> in verse twenty-three when he's like, "All these things, God has you know done all of these things, provided that you continue yeah. securely established as long and as. steadfast." And it's like. Mm-hmm. I get it, like, you know, that's how, that, that is like a, when we remain steadfast in faith, like, we do get a new way of understanding life and things, but not to the exclusion, I think, of other people, because that's not our job. We'd love to make that our job. <laughs> we like to be the arbiter of truth, and um, just kind of what got Adam and Eve in trouble in the garden in the first place, like, tell me what's right and wrong, I get to decide. Yeah, but even later on in verse 27, you know, it talks about um, the riches of the glory of this mystery. And mm. I just think it's a it's a hard thing, but it's definitely a beautiful thing to, to relinquish um, that <laughs> this is in God's hands. This is mm-hmm. God, you know, God is in all things and through all things and has reconciled all things to himself. Woofta. Yeah. It's pretty great. Um, I just noticed, too, that, you know, we were talking at the very beginning of of this about how there was this sort of um, hymn or creed or formula that um, I noticed this as I was reading as well, that between 20 and 21, those verses, the writing style changes Mm. hugely. Mm. And that's when Paul starts getting into all of these phrases with commas and gets way harder to to read out Mm. loud. And so... um, I mean, I think Paul was very spiritually wise, but if I had to focus on one part of this passage, I would look to the sort of the the tradition and the communal wisdom of these first few verses and hopefully not get too <laughs> bogged down in this, like, you know, as long as you are steadfast in faith without shifting what, you know, what I, you heard from me, because that's, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it's... I know a little controversial to say like we're going to elevate these verses of the scripture a little bit over you know these other verses but we also do that all the time right? all the time yeah <laughs> whether we say we do or not it happens you have to i mean 
can't right take the whole all 66 different books and letters and things and have them all be the same like they're not the same so anyways well i was thinking too like you know, like the fun of like uh expanding is like going other places and melissa you and your crew are leaving yes. here in a couple Ooh. weeks less than that what's uh 10 days yeah mm, whoa yeah getting Ooh. getting down to the wire a week from saturday it's the 23rd we fly out to to california uh we are visiting a lutheran outdoor ministry site in oak glen california so we're gonna cool. spend a week uh, learning from people there and hanging out with uh, Lutheran social services one day and checking out the ocean and Joshua Tree National Park. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah, it's going to be great. Rough. It's gonna be great. Right? Rough. We're going to expand <laughs> our knowledge of God's creation <laughs> on the West Coast. And well, yeah. Has anybody never seen the ocean that's going? I don't, I'll have to ask. I'm not sure what this group. Okay. Possibly. We're pretty far from the ocean. Yes. Literally can't get yeah. much farther. Exactly. <laughs> Here in North Dakota. In the middle of Siberia, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. But that's cool. You'll get to learn about mm-hmm. creation. You'll learn about yes. the church. You'll learn about yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be... Meet some new people. West yes. Coast. It's a different yeah. coast. <laughs> There'll be like 250 people there for us to wow. become besties from all with. all over. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some besties from Bismarck. True, true. Yeah, shout yeah. out to our Bismarck besties. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be great. I mean, that is that is one of the ways we grow, right? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's not by kind of hunkering down. It's mm-hmm. by opening ourselves yeah. up to God that we see God in new ways. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. This year, California. Next year, galaxies beyond. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go out into outer space. <laughs> Maybe a few generations. <laughs> that could be fun. But, um, well, any uh, closing thoughts here, folks? No. Nope. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today for our Wandering in the Word for July 17th, 2022. For Pastor Brandy, Melissa, and myself, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today for another Wandering in the Word podcast here at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. 